0: You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God's love stays the same through the ages for His chosen people. Learn more about this truth in week one of our series, Remember This. a brand new series called Remember This. We're going to look at the book of Malachi. If you're familiar with the Bible, Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. And the book of Malachi is basically a reminder of God for His people, Israel. So... It was written 100 years after they were uh, brought back from the exile Kasabaya niya po si, Israel, si Ezra and Nehemiah so if you read your bible if you happen to read on Ezra and Nehemiah magkasabay sila nangyari or almost the same time period of Malachi Now what is Malachi all about Malachi or is all about God reminding his people because they are at the brink of forgetting God again what am I trying to say here? Just to give you a background of the book that we're going to read for the next four weeks. You see, Malachi, during this time, the people of Israel, remember that when they because of their disobedience, because they, they have hard hearts, God punished them and they was they were exiled okay, from their land. sila sa promised land ni God. And for years they are under the captivity of foreign nations. But because of God's goodness, they were brought back to the land. And they have high expectations. And who among you here, you have that time in your life. You have yung expectation. And sometimes when the expectation doesn't match reality, you get disappointed, right? That's what happened during Malachi's time. Or during the Israelites' time. During, uh, during this time when they went back to the land. Because God was giving them another chance. A chance to start over again. They were expecting that God would redeem them, would bring them financial prosperity, but in reality, they are still in economic shambles. Okay, they're still poor. <laughs> they were expecting that the promised Messiah would come and reign over their land, but in reality, they are still being governed by the Persians. <laughs> they were expecting that God would manifest his presence in the temple that they rebuilt. Yung temple kasi is a symbol of God's presence. But in reality, His manifest presence wasn't there. It feels like God is not there. And not only the external challenges, also the internal struggles as well. Because when they look, they reflect upon themselves, they are disobedient to God. They started sinning again. The feel was hopelessness, the feel was depression, the feel was disappointment. And they were disobedient. Would you agree? For some of us, that's how we are. Now it's November. In a couple of months, it's going to... The years. The, the year is about to end. And, and for some of us here, maybe have wordly word ni God in atin. When 2017 came, we, are, we have high hopes. We were expectant. But don't raise your hands. Who among you here, you know that there are some things that you were expecting God to do that didn't happen, right? Disappointments. All of us here, we've experienced disappointments. Expectations doesn't match reality. We experience depression, maybe, sometimes. You know, the problems, parang hindi mo alam kung mo. you're expecting God to answer your, your prayers, but He doesn't, and you're like, oh, God, what are you doing? And for some of us, if we're honest, if we're honest with ourselves, we're disobedient. In the middle of hopelessness, in the middle of disobedience, in the middle of desperation, in the middle of the disappointments and depression. God has a message to the people of Israel. And in the middle of our hopelessness, disappointments, depression, disobedience, God has a message for you and me. That's what we're going to look at today. We'll start with the first chapter of Malachi. We're going to read Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. It says here, The oracle of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. Now the word oracle can also be translated as burden. Naririnig niyo na poyon, my burden. And for some of us here, maybe you felt that, na experience si do yun bayon yung meron ka yung gustong gawen, may gusto ko yung sabihin, na hindi ka yung mapakalay hanggat di yon nagagawa, burden. Yung talagang di ka, gusto niya talagang sabihin ni, eh. gusto niya talagang gawen ni. Eh. God has a burden. He has a message that He wants the people of Israel to hear. Oh, I have a burden. He wants to say something to the people of Israel who were hopeless, disobedient, disappointed, depressed. What was God's message? A message of judgment? Buti nga sa inyo. Napaka-disobedient nyo na eh. Tama lang 'yan. You've been bad. <laughs> was it a message of judgment or was it a message of giving up? Quit na. I've given you second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance. Hinati ko ngayon ano? Red Sea? Oi, I I protected you against Babylon. I gave you David, Solomon, and you still didn't obey me. I na. I quit. What was God's message to His people who are hopeless, disappointed, disobedient, and depressed? Verse two. It begins with, "I have loved you," says the Lord. I have loved you, says the Lord. I have loved you, says the Lord. That is the beginning of God's message to his people. As we can see, Old Testament Palang, ni God is relationship more than the religion. He started off with a message of love. Yes, eventually God will deal with their sins. He would be a righteous judge and He would deal with their sins. But God wants to make things clear, lest we forget that the context of judgment, the context of the correction, was in the context of love relationship. I have loved you. I. It's a personal kind of love. Hindi po siya chismis. Hindi siya sabi sabi lang. Personal. Not them. Not Hindi pilitan. I have loved you. I, personal. Not only that, it was God initiated. It means that it's not us who started this relationship. Sometimes we think that tamalang God should love me because I'm not as bad as the person next to me. Oh, don't look at the person next to you. Huh? <laughs> I'm not as bad as other people. Dapat lang God should love me because I go to church. I serve. I, I tight. I obey him, but that's religion, and we miss out the point. The reason why God loves us is because He is love. Period. It is God initiated. He started this, not us. We don't have anything to offer to God. We can say, "Oh Lord, you should love me," I'm eh? because you know I'm here. No, God's saying, "No, I have loved you." Not only that. It says, I have loved you. When the Israelites look at their past sins, it looks like God cannot love them. If they look at their current sins, it looks like God cannot love them. If they look, if they, they look at the current situation that they, ha- they have, it seems like and it feels like God doesn't love them. And for some of us, it's not a mindset. Eh? Pastor, kung alam mo lang kselehan ng ko dati, di ako kayo malinikad. Pastor, kung malakon ni Lord, bakit hindi ko siya na feel? Look at your past, look at your present, internal, external. Sometimes it feels like God doesn't love you, but here God is saying, no, no, no. Look at the past, I have loved you ever since. Look at your current situation, not based on your feelings. I have loved you. Look at your circumstances. Does it look bad? Does it look broken? Does it look... It seems like I'm not there. No, no, no. I love you. His love is enduring. His love is faithful. His love is unconditional. His love is unending. It means that we may give up on God, but He doesn't give up on us. We may let go of God, but He never lets go of you. I have loved you, says the Lord. In the whole context of Malachi, when you start reading it, which I encourage you, you can please read it. It's only four chapters. The context of it for the next chapters and the next discussions, God is going to expound more of what it means to have a love relationship with Him. Sa Tagalog, inibig ko na kayo una paman. That's the Tagalog version of Malachi. Imagine this effect during their time. They were expecting judgment. They were expecting God to quit on them, but they hear this message. Inibiko na nun paman. And for some of you here, this is what you need to hear. I know we grew up in a very religious nation. When we say, "Oh, Jesus love, Jesus loves you," yeah, 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 I know, I know. No, no, no. This love is different. It's not the textbook religious kind of love that we learn in school. It is a love that we have to experience. Hindi Lord ka offer He loved you already. Now, when someone says, when, when I tell my wife that I love her, or when someone says I love you to you, what do you say? It depends pastor. <laughs> okay, okay, so uh, married. See no the married, married, married. Can you raise your hands? Or okay. if you tell your spouse, I love you, what are you expecting to reply? <laughs> no, no, I love you too, right? Right? That's what we're expecting to reply. When someone says, hey, I love you, and you love this person, you're expected that that person would reply, hey, I love you too. God is saying to his people, I have loved you, I love you. How did man, how did the Israelites choose to respond? Verse 2 it says, But you say, How have you loved us? Sabi ni God, said, I love you. Sabi ng Israelites, Weh? Tabuga? Bakit? Have you ever asked that to your spouse? Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Why? <laughs> How do you love me? Why do you love me? In what way do you love me? They were doubting God. And this is the fundamental problem of the book. In fact, this is the fundamental problem of mankind. Genesis palang. Remember that? God says, do not, touch, uh, do not eat the tree. And then the devil, which is by the way, this is the number one uh, weapon of the enemy against us Christians. To doubt God's word who He is, and what He has done. Did God really say, I love you? Really? How? Pano? And for the rest of the books, actually, or the rest of the chapters, rather, you would see that Malachi is going to expound on this issue of man or Israelites. You see, some of the problems that we have arise when we doubt God's love in our lives. Let me say that again. Some of the problems, I'm not saying all, but some, maybe some of the problems that you have right now, some of the problems we have arise when we doubt God's love in our lives. You see, when the Israelites doubt, doubted God's love during their time, it has led them to sin and to rebel against God. We will discuss this in the next weeks, okay? Overview lang po to. When the Israelites. Doubted God's love. It has resulted to dead religion. I think that's going to be the topic next week. Because the Israelites doubted God's love, God's covenant relationship with Him. It has led the Israelites to break their covenant relationship with other people. But the fundamental issue here was that they doubted God's word and doubted God's love for their lives. You see, when we miss God's God's will, when we miss God's love, We cannot know the will of God when we don't experience His love. God wants us to experience that. Some of the issues right now, you're praying for, you're asking God, why aren't you answering my prayers? Maybe because God wants you to know, hey, I want you to know first my will to you. But unless you know my love, not the emotional kind of love, my love as stated in the Bible, you'll really never know my will for your life. See, insecurity in god 's love produces insecurity in our lives. Now this is a side note: as you 're aware, there's an increasing trend of depression and suicide, and now I'm maybe touching on a sensitive issue here. And how do we deal with these cases? And even us as the campus missionaries, we have been hearing stories upon this from the students that we 're reaching out to, and they come in all shapes and sizes. And I know dealing with depression and suicide and all that requires a multifaceted approach. I'm a nurse. So I know there's a biological, physiological aspect with all the neurotransmitters that needs medication. I know that. Yes, maybe we need this. There's a psychological issue. There's an emotional issue. There's a spiritual issue. There's a cultural issue. There's a social issue. So it's a multifaceted approach. But would you agree? It wouldn't hurt. When that person who's going through depression or thoughts of suicide would know fundamentally in their hearts that someone loves them for who they are. Completely. Absolutely. You know, there's this person that me and my wife knows. And if you look at this person from the outside, she looks amazing. She's, She's beautiful. She... She has good grades when she was in school. She is from a well-off family. So financially, it's not an issue. She has a, an amazing, promising career. An entrepreneur. Okay, she, she was starting a business. It's going really good. And on top of that, she has a boyfriend whom she really loves. And they've been together for years. In fact, what I'm, what, what I'm trying to say here is nakita you taong to. It looks like everything's going her way. And one day she found out that her boyfriend was cheating on her on her. And it devastated her. It destroyed her. And for months she went through depression. Now, to her family's credit, they have never lacked emotional support. Always telling them, I love you, hey, we love you. And they got back together. Shatium boyfriend, yeah. Everything looked okay again, then we were all surprised she committed suicide. We found out days after while. Me and my wife were so what? What if she just knew that someone loves her unconditionally? What if someone just knew that her worth and value is not found on anything or anyone else, but founded on God in the way God sees her? and the sad part is as i look through the seas of faces here i am sure not all of you are okay you may come here happy you may come here wow and all but deep down in your heart you know you're going through something in fact maybe you need to have a checkup from a from a medical uh, point of view but from but from the spiritual part I believe God wants to tell you this. He loves you. Don't give up. Keep going. Dig deeper to the love of God. Don't look within you. You can't find it there. It's all sin. You will be depressed. Okay? <laughs> look at the word. You will feel depressed because it says that you're a sinful. But that's the backdrop of the good news. That God saves sinners. That God loves sinners. That Christ died on the cross while we were still sinners, and we find that love, when we experience that love. It produces an unexplainable security. You see, security in God's love produces security in our lives. Yung alam mulang na kahit may problema sa labas at kahit may issue ka na pinagdadaanan, alam mong may nagmamahal sa iyo. That your worth is not based on your grades. For some of the students here, that's what they think. If I don't reach this certain kind of grades, that's my value. God is saying, no. For some of us here, our worth is based on what's inside our bank account or what's in our sales with our achievements, education. God is saying, no. My love is your basis of your security because I'm not giving up on you. I'm not stopping on you. Look at the Israelites. So, going back to that dialogue, God says, I love you. Man says, really? Where? How did God reply to that question of doubt? Because they sila, how have you loved us, nga, God? Okay, so, you love mo kami, how have you loved us? And then look at this next verse. In verses, the rest of verse 2 to 4, it says here, But you say, how have you loved us? Is not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord. Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. I have laid waste his hill country and left his heritage to jackals of the desert. If Edom says, we are shattered, but we will rebuild the ruins. The Lord of hosts says, they may build, but I will tear down. They will be called the wicked country and the people with whom the Lord is angry forever. What is God saying here? You're asking, hey... God, how have you loved us? God says, remember how I chose you. Backstory. Isaac had two sons. Older brother, Esau. Younger brother named Jacob. Esau eventually became the nation of Edom. Jacob eventually became the nation of Israel. Now, the nation of Edom or Esau, ever since uh, he was born, he was living uh, against the will of God. And to make matters worse, the nation of Edom, Edom, oppressed, or is one of the number one enemies of the nation of the Israelites. Now Jacob, on the other hand, is as a sinner as Esau. Remember, the name yahibibibin deceiver. Remember that. Remember Jacob tricked Esau. Remember Jacob was one of the the biggest manipulator in the Bible. But somewhere there, he rem, he. Somewhere there, God saved him. Somewhere there, God reached out to him and he was changed. And what God was saying here, remember, you were asking how much I love you? Look at Esau. And for the Israelites, got a joke joke, ba Esau, our enemy, is in a more okay situation than our economy during their time. Edom looks better than the nation of Israelites. They have better economy, they have more population, they look more secure. And for for God to say, I love you, look at them. But what, Lord? And some of us here, when we look at other people, we feel depressed, right? (laughs) They have some things that we don't have. But God is saying, no, no, no. What you would see is the way I will uphold you. These people don't have a relationship with me. And somewhere there they would experience what it means to be not in my love even though I'm trying to reach, reach out to Him. But to you, I have upheld you. What do we do when hopelessness, disappointments, depression, disobedience creep into our lives as a Christian? We need to remember how He loved us and how He chose us and how He saved us. Before we go there, verse, verse 5 your own eyes shall see this, and you shall say, Great is the Lord beyond the border of Israel. Sabi ni God. When you remember how I chose you, you would say, You're great, God. So, in the middle of hopelessness, in the middle of depression, disobedience, disappointments, as a Christian, what's our initial response? We remember how He chose us and how He saved us. Do you remember that time, kung paano the Lord? If you're a Christian, remember the time when you f- the gospel finally clicked? You just mo that Jesus died for you. But for one reason, all of a sudden, it made sense. Jesus died for a sinner like me? Remember that time? For some of us here who has experienced this, it brought us to tears. I remember this. Someone shared the gospel and I realized how sinful I am and how God loved me. I was in tears. And it feels like, Krabe Lord, kung minahal mo ako kahit ang laki-laki ng kasalanan ko, ano pang hindi mo ibigay sa akin. Remember the time when you experienced Jesus? You had problems, maybe, but it feels like it's insignificant when you realize the significance of God's love. Now, I know it won't answer all the problems, yes. It sounds so simplistic, but I'm telling you this, that's the starting point. It's not the only answer, but it's one of the fundamental ways we respond. When challenges... And here's, here's something, kubaga like parang confession. Even us as leaders, we, we also sometimes struggle into this. There, there are times that we have to wrestle with God. So what do I do personally when I experience doubt, disappointment? Thank God there's a victory group who helps me, but between me and God. That's where, Lord, make me remember again. One of the verses that I go back to is Romans 8. It's an amazing chapter in the Bible. In Romans 8, towards the end, you would see there, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor heavenly rulers, nor the powers of the air nor the present, nor the future, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ. What is there to separate me from your love, Lord? What's my problem right now? What's your problem right now? Finances, sickness, issues, disappointments. What can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Lord, help me overcome my doubt. remember how He chose you and how He saved you. And it doesn't end there. The goodness is so good. Sabi ni God dito? Then you would, you would say, Grace the Lord beyond the border of Israel. Because God's will is not only for us to experience His love, but for other people to see it as well. In the nation of Israel, the whole world will see how God loves the whole world, not beyond. As a Christian, I believe God wants to use you for other people. Those people who don't have a relationship with Him. To, for them to see that God's love is beyond your borders. Let me end with this. So for the next remaining weeks, we're going to look at the book of Malachi. And that's going to be how the discussion's uh, going to run. God would say something, a declaration... Or a criticism, or a judgment, or an observation. Man would doubt God's statement. Talaga? Wait, And then God would have the last say. And He would show what He means by what He said. You see, God's, love, God's word and His love will prevail in the end. God's word and His love will prevail in the end. Kubaka para siyang Facebook Messenger, GC. May convo kayo ni God, God says something. We reply, but God has the last say. God has the last say. Let me ask you this now. What are you going through in your life? Financial issues, health issues, losses, disappointments, depressions, hopelessness. And you feel like it's a dead end. You feel like that's the end. I'm here to tell you this. No, God has the last say. If what you're going through now feels like it's bad and the ending looks bad, then it's not yet the end. Because with God, He has the last say. And if you look at the book of Malachi, that's how it's going to be. God would declare, man would doubt, but God say, hush the doubt, I have the last say. What are you going through right now? God has the last say. His love is greater. His character is supreme. His will is eternal. God has the last say. Let's bow down our heads in the spray. Father, I pray right now that you would move in our midst. Lord, I pray right now that you comfort people. For some of us here, God wants to say, I am comforting you right now, says the Lord. Says the Lord. My love for you is great says God. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're that person you're undergoing, I don't know, hopelessness, disappointments, depression, or you're just disobedient right now and you feel like God's love is so far from you. Let me tell you this. My son and my daughter, God is saying, I have the last say in your life. My word and my life will prevail. You see those hands? I don't know what they're going through. But I pray that you would give them comfort. I pray that you would remind them of who you are in their lives. Lord, I know for some of them, they're carrying big burdens into their lives. Maybe God's telling you, no, 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 my love is great. I have loved you. I have the last say. I am at work. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook.